0: Welcome uh to episode one hundred and ninety-three of the Ben Briggs Podcast. I am Ben Briggs. It is uh it's Tuesday, people. Uh Tuesday, the 9th of March, 2000, 2021 Uh I hope your uh weekend was good. Um uh I imagine uh I don't know if you saw it, but uh I imagine the majority of people in this country, uh, this great isle of ours, put the greed into Great Britain, um, England, Scotland, Wales, Northern Ireland, um, watched the revelatory um, fucking uh, interview with uh, between, uh, well, it was mainly between Meghan Markle and Oprah Winfrey, weren't it? Let's be honest. <laughs> <laughs> Old Prince Harry got a bit of a fucking cameo in there, didn't he? Right in the end. Uh, but it was old Meghan Markle dealing all this shit, when oh, They're all against me, Oprah. They're all against me. Um, uh, yeah, so uh, she's a fucking nosy fucker as well, isn't she? Oprah Winfrey. Uh, she wants to know everything, doesn't she? Yeah, what, what's going on here? <laughs> she has everybody on there, doesn't she? Uh, Jesus, this was Sunday, uh, if you missed it, by the way. Um, I thoroughly recommend watching it. Um, it is one of the greatest bits of television I have seen in a long time. Um because you wanna you fu- you're fucking kind you Dish the dirt. Dish the dirt on the fucking royal family. We all wanna know. Um uh yeah, this was the interview between uh uh Meghan Markle and uh Oprah Winfrey. Uh in somebody's garden. Uh that was uh said, hey hey man do you want to pop round and have a few drinks and you just tell me all the shit about the royal family that was <laughs> that was basically the the main theme uh the main trope of the interview there um was just uh Oprah going tell me more shit Ugh, yeah fucking mm, yeah tell me some more fucking shit about him. Oh, oh my god i can't believe i cannot believe Um, They said that really you can't believe that like the royal family may be a little bit racist. (laughs) What fucking planet are you on Oprah? Um, The most repressed fucking family and whitest family in the fucking world um that uh a famous one of the the main guy in it uh prince philip is fucking famous for making gaffes about fucking race and um insulting or just like putting his foot in it with uh, various nations around the world uh you you're a little bit surprised that uh <laughs> that parts of the the institution um, an outdated institution in this country might mm, might be a little bit racist. Um, anyway, it was fucking thrilling viewing. Uh, I must admit, uh, I, I I fucking love the bit where it was like just them two talking, like Meghan Markle and Oprah Winfrey in it, and Meghan Markle's dealing uh, all this shit, and then she gets sort of like she drags Prince Harry in just to confirm everything. <laughs> <laughs> it was like it was it was essentially like um the uh the court scene out of goodfellas when henry hill is um dropping uh poorly in the shit and uh, <laughs> saying about all the shit he's done just to try and get off uh dear um i know uh, the press have uh, gone against Meghan markle on this um i don't, I don't think she's that bad to be honest, she's all right. I do think possibly a lot of the press um, shit against her is racist. <laughs> but, you know, um, I, I don't know what she expected, um, you know, marrying into that family. Uh, there was a few bits that like I was like, really? Are you sure? Are you fucking sure about this? This sounds like bullshit. Uh, where she was like... Um, Uh, When I first uh, met Prince Harry, I didn't even know who he was or anything. (laughs) Fucking hell. Really? You didn't know? His mum is the most famous woman of the fucking 20th century. He's part of the most famous family in the fucking world. And uh, when he walked into the place, what, nobody... Nobody even said, oh, fucking hell, that's like Prince Harry over there. Well, which one's Prince Harry? He's the one surrounded by bodyguards, baby. He's that one. Yeah, did you not fucking have an inkling? Or when you first chatted to him, did nobody pull you aside, not your friends or anything, and go, I'm pretty sure that's Prince Harry you were talking to. His name's Harry, but he just introduced himself as Harry. Um who are his friends in the dark suits and the fucking earpieces carrying concealed weapons (laughs) Uh, there's not many people is there who walk into a place and have you know like bodyguards with them you know you'd ask a few questions wouldn't you when you're talking hey who who are are these guys why are they not why are they dragging me away into a car (laughs) oh fucking hell Um, but yeah, that seemed a little bit like, you know, you meet anyone and your friends come over and go, oh, who was that? Or, you know, someone's going to fucking recognize him or go, oh my God, I can't believe you were just talking to Prince Harry. She fucking knew. She fucking knew who he was. I had no idea. Really? You had no fucking idea. One of the most photographed people on the fucking planet and you had no fucking idea. You work in the fucking film industry, you know. It's not, like, totally detached from everything, is it? You know who, you know, you know these people, don't you? You must be aware of who Princess Diana was. Ah, Jesus. Um, Hey, he looks a little bit like that guy Princess Diana had an affair with. (laughs) Ah, fucking hell. Uh, Let's have a little bit of tea. But it was fascinating how uh, Oprah gets all these fucking, you know, Tell us all your fucking secrets now. Tell us more. I want more secrets. Tell me some more. Tell me some more. Like that. And she's always fucking, you know, oh, my God, I can't believe. And was that painful for you? And she goes through stages, Oprah, didn't she, of shock and then empathy. And then she draws her own conclusions and kind of sort of like wheedles that in there as well, didn't she? Because she knows, like, the interview needs an arc. It starts off light and fluffy and that sort of thing. And the next minute, you know, Prince Philip's being fucking nailed to the wall. (laughs) And Harry's being brought in as the expert witness. It was fucking great. Ah, loved it. Love a bit of fucking gossip. Um, So that's what I did Sunday night. And um, I love watching shit like that. You know what I love watching? I love watching shit like that and fucking cracking jokes about it as it's happening. (laughs) It's like live streaming that shit and feeling my own, you know, comedy impulses come up that cannot be quiet, and cannot be uh, quelled or quietened down. And, um, yeah, I, I love watching shit like that and then winding uh, my girlfriend up as it's happening. <laughs> And she starts off subtly when she's doing it as well. Oh, I just missed that bit as I'm chuntering on, like, next to her. I I just missed... Honey, can you just be quiet a moment? I'm trying to listen. I'm too busy getting these jokes out. Come on. It's a constant stream. Um, Anyway, uh, yeah, that was fucking fascinating. I urge you to watch it. Um, It seems like, you know, uh, they're going to be, you know... Not not around the royal family that much uh, after that. I mean, it's going to be a difficult Christmas dinner, let's put it that way. <laughs> it's going to be a difficult, awkward fucking Christmas dinner uh, if they're invited and shit like that. You know, I, if I was her, I wouldn't go to Paris, um, particularly drive through any tunnels in Paris uh, within the next few years. <laughs> Just let it all die down a bit and that sort of shit. Jesus. I expected halfway through the interview just to see sort of like a, a night scope fucking dot just appear on her. And then she just, you know, immediately shuts up everything she's got to say. Oh, fucking hell. Um, Jesus. um, They must have been aware of that, though, the royal family. They must have fucking been aware of that. You know, Like they're not just, you know... Stupid old people who just, like, wander around in fucking tweed, like, hunting stags and shit like that in Scotland. Um, they must have um, got wind of what was happening and shit like that and uh, just been like, oh, fucking hell, it's happening again, man. It's happening again. Is it Bashir this time? No, it's Oprah. Oh, fucking great. We're all going to look like racists. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, fucking hell. Um, anyway. <clears throat> oh, dear. <clears throat> Jesus. Let's have a little bit of tea here. Cry- try and uh, clean the old pipes uh, a little bit. Um, yeah, so um, that was uh, that's all in the newspapers now, though, and they're all going fucking mental about it, and they, um, you know, British. <laughs> Trade the demonica <laughs> everyone apart from the express. I imagine the express has got some article relating that back to Diana in some way. Um on the front page. Uh I haven't checked it out, but it it fucking must be. Every couple of days there's something about Diana on there. And what's that been like 20 over 20 years? <laughs> over 20 years. Are we gonna change that little red little banner? Like under the under the title uh the Daily Express, are we gonna change that to um without Diana Re- no <laughs> Diana revelation about everything. Um anyway, talking of um uh people who've had to rebrand themselves as the uh, the Harry and Meghan have, um uh, you know they're rebranding themselves at the moment, aren't they? they you know, the Americans. Americans li- are gonna fucking jizz themselves silly because they got their own sort of like royal family now, haven't they? Meghan's American and Harry's been. Tra- <laughs> you fucking, you fucking pack your bags and you can with me, you fucking ginger nonce. Um, are uh, uh, she. She definitely seems to be the one who wears the trousers in that <laughs> relationship. <laughs> you come in here and you, uh, confirm everything I've just fucking slagged off about your entire family. <laughs> you confirm that or you're going to get a bit of fucking, a fucking backhander. Um, we yeah, sweetheart. Uh, yeah, so, um, uh, yeah. So, uh, they've had to rebrand. Talking of which, seamless fucking segue. Here we are. This is what we do at the Ben Briggs Podcast. Seamless fucking segues. Um... Uh, Mr Potato Head now here is a misleading fucking headline if there ever was one Mr Potato Head to lose Mr title in gender neutral rebrand this is clickbait if ever i fucking saw it um the fact that you can get a Mr and Mrs Potato Head um and you can take the body parts off they they you know they ought to just call it potato not the you know not that there's any genitalia on there anyway, is there? You don't like you don't get a Mr. Potato head, do you? And there's a fucking hole uh in between its legs where you stick a fucking potato cock of uh, a potato pussy, is there? Um uh surely um the they should have just done that. Um just added an extra hole where you could push like either a cock or a pussy, or, you know, some sort of in-between thing just to, um, you know, as if Mr. Potato Head was going through gender realignment surgery. (laughs) You know, you could keep the moustache and hang a couple of tits off him, Um, you know, for a halfway house, I don't know. Um, But this is what this uh, headline wants you to think. It wants you to think that um, uh, this has been banned by the trans community. We are sick. I think they've got bigger issues than Mister Potato Head, to be perfectly honest, don't they? Um, you know, the, the, you know, social acceptance, maybe. You know, easier to get gender uh, reassignment surgery, like on the NHS. You know, better counselling, maybe. But you know, they would be. I imagine um, the top you know, things. But uh, this headline seems to want you to think <laughs> that trans people, the highest thing on their agenda, they go, uh, well, we're not really getting counselling and uh, it's difficult like, to get funding for uh, gender reassignment surgery. Um, there's also the counselling after that for the trauma and stress and obviously we need to better educate people for... Uh, um uh, in society, so we have more acceptance and there's less sort of, um, less abuse that we face. Uh, they've they've put all that, this article wants you to put all that to one side that they're thinking and just think like all, <laughs> all trans people or feminists or whatever are out there going, what the fuck is this Mr. Potato Head doing around still in 2021? Uh, so this is, uh, it's getting a gender neutral rebrand Apparently, the classic toy's branding is being reimagined for the modern consumer, its US maker Hasbro announced on Thursday. Um, This must be last week, Thursday. From later this year, the toy launched almost 70 years ago, will be named Potato Head on the packaging. What happened to the mister, man? What happened to the mister? Other toy companies have taken similar decisions in recent years, uh, breaking with traditional gender norms. Barbie now has a cock. (laughs) Ha, (laughs) ha. A big, fucking, meaty, fucking cock. Um, And uh, He-Man now comes with... uh, They don't make He-Man anymore, do they? I'm showing my fucking age. (laughs) He-Man now comes with a fucking bikini and a uh, woman's wardrobe that you can dress him in. Um, Hasbro is making sure all feel welcome in the Potato Head world by officially dropping the Mr. from the Mr. Potato Head brand name and logo to promote gender equality and inclusion. Basically what they've done, they've called it Potato Head. Um, They are still keeping Mr. Potato Head that you can buy. And they're um, keeping Mrs. Potato Head. I don't know whether they're doing a transgender, an LBGTQ Potato Head. Uh, Mr. Potato Heads um, would be... um, uh, for the gays, I imagine you get two uh, two just Mr. Potato heads uh, together or two, you know, female Mrs. Potato heads for the lesbians. Um, yeah, notice how uh, uh, I uh, uh, resisted the urge to say Mr. Potato gives head there. We're better than that here at the Ben Briggs podcast. We're better than that. I know some of you out there might have thought that I missed that trick Um when I mentioned the gay Mr. Potato Heads. Um, but I didn't. I chose not to say it. Uh, but I just want you to know, uh, I <laughs> I didn't miss that, people, yeah? We're betting that. Let's raise the standards here at the Ben Briggs podcast. Um, yeah, so, um, uh, so they're still keeping Mr. and Mrs. Potato Head, aren't going anywhere, and will remain Mr. and Mrs. Potato Head. So basically what they've done they've rebranded it instead of the whole brand being called mr potato head they've just rebranded it as potato head so it's like fucking um uh henry ford motors uh as it was as just now ford motors uh, they've just took the, <laughs> just took the henry out basically um you don't take your fucking henry out Uh, yeah, that's what they've done. They've just sort of like, I can't think of any other, um, brands that have done that. Hang on, let's have a cup of tea, see if this will bring me inspiration. Yeah, I can't think of any other, um, any other, um, ones that have done that. Like, it's on the tip of my tongue. Rebrands. Names. Brands that have rebranded. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's it's kind of like um, uh, initially when it was called The Facebook uh, and now it's called Facebook. It just makes it sort of like cleaner, doesn't it? Potato head. And there's no gender assigned to it. So basically it's a fucking marketing thing, isn't it? That's basically it. Um, you can still buy your fucking Mrs. Potato Ed. You can still buy your fucking Mr. Potato Ed, and the pictures are on the boxes of those, but they're just called the whole brand as a whole is now just called Potato Ed, and now they get fucking this is news, which is fucking free advertising. So they've they've done it as like a gen, as if it's a gender neutral thing, but they've just decided to rebrand and then gone oh fuck it, we can get some free fucking marketing out of this shit. It's 70 years old, this potato cunt. And we... (laughs) Sales are slipping. What can we do (laughs) to rebrand and reconnect? These transgenders need potato heads. (laughs) How do we fucking market it to transgender kids out there uh, and make it gender neutral? Oh, dear. Uh, that's basically what they've done in it. They've just, re- they've just like, sort of like just took, t- took the mister off. So it's not leading, uh, a- as a male dominated sort of like to toy. Um, so people don't think about the. It's basically so people put it out there and go, holy fucking shit. There's a Mrs. Potato Head. <laughs> I'll get that for my daughter. Get Mr. Potato Head for my son. They'll have, uh, little Potatoes. I imagine, little Jersey Royals running around all over the place. Um, The rebrand has been seen as a progressive move by some and criticised as a PR stunt by others, including me here at the Ben Briggs podcast. There is movement around gender neutrality at the moment. Uh, It's something that Hasbro has been addressing along with inclusivity. She said the rebrand shows Hasbro is mindful of people who want to be gender neutral, who want to choose. Yeah, so there's no... So basically, you can have a Mr. Potato Head if you want. You can have a Mrs. Potato Head, but they're all called Potato Head. I guess that's where Mr. Potato Head is going as well. Um, In an interview with business magazine Fast Company Hasbro General Manager Kimberly Boyd said the Mr. and Mrs. Brand was limited when it comes to both gender identity and family structure. Yay! Get a fucking, you know, get a couple of Mrs. Potato Heads and they can bring up a little kid Potato Head. Hey, what's wrong with that? It's 2021, people. These these potatoes need their rights, man. They need their rights. They need to be inclusive. Let's, inc- let's include the potato population in this. So anyway, it's sort of like a clickbait article. Um, but it's interesting to see. I always find it interesting to see how um, basically nothing's really changed. They've just took the mister out of the brand and encompassed everything under potato head. And then on the actual box, it's, it's got, this is a Mr. Potato Head with a picture of that. This is a Mrs. Potato Head. So instead of you buying, say, like something, uh, a Mrs. Potato Head, and it says Mr. Potato Head, but this is clearly a Mrs. Potato Head. It's now just called Potato Head. And now they're trying to say that they're fucking fr- free in the world, baby. We are knocking down stereotypes. We are knocking down stereotypes of what a modern family should be to what a modern family really is. And we are reaching out a hand to anyone who's, like, got gender identity issues out there. You're making fucking toys. (laughs) You form bits of plastic into the shape of a fucking potato. (laughs) You're not you know you know not Martin Luther King here has bro you know what I mean you want to sell as many of those plastic fucking molded potatoes as possible and you've had the idea that maybe Mr. and Mrs. Potato head are too limiting not to the family but to your sales <laughs> now in 2021. You've decided that to sell more plastic potatoes, you're gonna have to change take the mister off, and that should, you know, give your shareholders a fucking bonus next year. <laughs> I hate to be cynical about this. I know people out there are going, hey, it's great that a big company by like this is addressing these gender issues. They're fucking making plastic potatoes. (laughs) That's what they're doing. And they want to sell as many of those plastic potatoes as possible. (laughs) That's what they want to do. So not only, (laughs) yes, they're doing it for like gender issues, but they're also killing the planet by having more plastic manufactured. (laughs) Which hill do we die on there? Where does it come? Where do we power this off? Is it time to get rid of Mr. Potato Head? You know, oh my God. Too many potato heads, man. What happened with the environment? Why? What happened to all the life in the sea? Just too many Mr. Potato Heads manufactured, you know. The next minute, in the next 20 years, you're going to get fucking dolphins washing up with a Mr. Potato Head wedged in its throat and somebody will, somebody will say, hey... Oh, my God. This is awful. This dolphin died with a fucking swallowed Mr. Potato Head. And somebody in the background will go, actually, it's a potato head. They dropped the (laughs) Mr. I don't think the dolphin's going to give a fuck. Uh, Jesus. Um, Anyway, anyway, I'm sure it's a good thing. I'm sure if it makes people um, uh, feel inclusive in the potato head world, That somewhere out there, there is a potato head that they can relate to. Uh, I think it's a bloody good thing. (laughs) Oh, fucking hell. Let's just bear in mind, though, all they want to do is sell plastic in the shape of potatoes that you stick a fucking moustache or eyes on or a bow in its hair, depending. (laughs) Depending on which one you fucking buy. Oh, Jesus. And they're using this as a fucking market employee to sell more of that shit. And people will buy this shit. That's the thing. People will buy this fucking shit toy that you literally just stick a fucking moustache or eyes on. You can't really do a lot with it. You keep its spare parts in its back. You know, it was vaguely amusing in Toy Story, wasn't it? You know, having a Mr. Potato Head in there. It's quite a famous toy. You know, but you don't do a lot with it, do you? And then after a while, the hole's getting large. You can't push a thing in. Its foot's always fucking dropping off when you go to walk it. You know, it's one of those toys where you need an imagination just to make it bearable to play with. (laughs) This is not, you know, it's not a groundbreaking toy, is it? It's been going like 70 odd years. Just get rid of it and let kids... Just get rid of it. Make PlayStations cheaper so all kids can have a PlayStation. (laughs) If PlayStation or Xbox cornered the market in toys, they'd be worth... You'd be able to get a fucking Xbox for about 20 quid uh, because they'd be selling that many of them. These toys are just driving up the price of fucking Xboxes. (laughs) Oh, dear. Anyway... Um, here we are. Uh, what's the, what's the next thing? Um, yeah, this is the, the, we'll, we'll have a little look at this. Uh, this was a story about a boy, a 10 year old boy. Uh, who has got a psychotic disease boy. Jesus Christ. Talk about fucking, hey man, stop shaming me, man. Uh, psychotic disease boy 10 keeps throwing himself out of a first floor window after evil infection changes him overnight. He's like the, uh, <laughs> this guy's uh, like the fucking priest in The Exorcist. Um, the mum of a 10-year-old boy is told how he keeps throwing himself from heights after being struck down by an evil infection. Fiona Fleming said Brody, oh God, here we go, uh, changed virtually overnight, leaving the Norfolk schoolboy suffering with intense psychotic episodes. Jesus, don't let him anywhere near a cross... Uh, She heartbreakingly revealed in April he woke up and was a completely different child. Fiona told the Mirror she has since... Oh, (laughs) told the Mirror. She's not... uh, That's a newspaper, by the way. That's where the article's from. She's not, uh, like, uh, some sort of fucking evil witch. Um, uh, She has since been informed he may have a rare condition triggered by an infection which is causing his behaviour to change. Well, what you do is you fucking move in, you you've got two options here have not you if your kid keeps um jumping out of a first floor window uh you either move to a fucking bungalow or if you <laughs> or cruelly if you want to completely uh cure and never have this happen again you uh, you uh move into the top story of a block of flats. <laughs> It's only going to ever happen once. (laughs) How weird is that, though? Uh, He had nothing uh, like that before. I didn't know where to go. Uh, At three, he wouldn't play with his classmates, and by the age of seven, he was staying up for more than 30 hours without sleep. Oh, fucking hell, I couldn't do with that, man single Mum Fiona 32 said, one time he jumped out of my bedroom window. Is said it? He injured himself, but he was in such a psychotic state, he got up, rode on his bike into the road and into the path of a police officer. Fucking hell. This, kid's, this kid is fucking indestructible. He's like the fucking Terminator. <laughs> Jumps out of a first-floor window, gets on his bike, and then fucking keeps riding. Uh, we are going to have to move house into a... Boat. Wait, there we go. Look at this. We... We are going to have to move house into a bungalow because of the jump-in. That's not your only uh, option, Fiona. (laughs) That is not your only option. Don't rule out the top floor of a block of flats. If this gets too much for you, uh, just say the council put you there (laughs) and it'll be over. Jesus. Oh, fucking hell. The condition is sparked by his body reacting to infection and can be treated with antibiotics. Okay. So there is hope. Um, uh, He needs a trip to Portland Hospital for an MRI, lumbar puncture and blood test, he said. The treatment alone is 12... Ah, she's looking for some fucking money. Treatment alone is £12,000. Well, I hope it all works out. Uh, If not, he could, uh, you know, progress on to being a a very, very good stuntman uh, when he gets older. Um, What are we on? 30 minutes, people. Um... That was uh, episode 193 of the Ben Briggs podcast. Uh, If you have any questions or uh, you want to contact me at all, it is just podcast at benbriggs.co.uk. I will be back on Saturday, motherfuckers. Have a good rest of your working week, uh, and I'll speak to you then. Take care.